This is the Luminous Podcast. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan, Rector of Luminous Parish. This is episode 70. We're in ordinary time, looking at Matthew 13, 24 through 30, and 36 through 43 today. He put another parable before them and saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men were asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared. The servants of the master of the house came and said to them, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, And do we want to go and gather them? He said, No. No, lest the gathering of the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them all is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out his kingdom, all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father, who has ears. Let him hear. It's the gospel of our Lord. So in the middle of all of these parables that we're studying these days from Matthew, we see some rhythms of mystery here. These are tangible ideas that Jesus used to describe the mystery and subversive nature of the kingdom. In 13.10, it talks about the purpose of parables. And it goes on afterwards to talk about prophecy and the parables. So in the 10, the disciples then came to Jesus and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He's speaking of the crowds. And he answered to him, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. And all these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter 
what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. So parables reiterate the importance of working out our faith together as we translate and process what we read in Scripture. Each of us sees and hears the parables differently through our own worldview. Now, this may be unpopular by society standards, but it doesn't make it any less true. As disciples, we are given a grace in our pursuit of God. Basically because we're asking for it and professing it. Everyone has access to this. But we're speaking in the context of being believers and not being believer. But we have to approach with a proper posture and confession. To receive a degree, master's, or doctorate, one must spend an extended amount of time as a student focusing on a specific field of study to be oriented, educated, trained, immersed in a specific realm of study. As disciples, we are oriented, educated, trained, immersed in the way of Jesus. There, the Spirit enables retention and application and guidance. This is a portion of what Christ talked of when he explained why he spoke to the crowds differently than his disciples. So we need to be cautious in our pursuit because we must allow for mystery. Remember, I mean, you sing it with me, right? She moves in mysterious ways. Like, as funny as that may sound, we have to enable this orientation that God is stirring and moving continually. And we're in those streams with him. So the focus of today's parables, there's one field, two sowers. One field, good seed, and the others, weeds. As one of the most misunderstood parables in Scripture, the parable of wheat and the tares have been frequently quoted, misquoted, and even misapplied. Unfortunately, Jesus here again, much like last week, he explains the meaning of the parable, beginning in 36. Well, let's look back, 36. Matthew 13, 36, he says, he explains to his disciples, but not the crowd. See, Jesus demonstrates that the kingdom of God can be mysterious. It's for those who have ears to hear. And it will remain unintelligible for those who don't. His disciples approached him in private. And in private, Jesus told them about the field of the world. The good seed, sons of the kingdom, the two different sowers. We may feel as though the good kingdom people are few in number as we look out into our own world, but we shouldn't underestimate the ability to grow and spread. Weeds do grow abundantly and with ease, but flowers and good crops still flourish. 
in your disappointment that some enemy has sabotaged your hopes and plans, don't forget to take delight in the fact that the good seed has kept on growing as well. We see a big picture with parables. It requires patience, perspective, openness, and community. Bishop Callistus Ware in the Orthodox way says, in the Christian context, we do not mean mystery merely that which is baffling and mysterious, an enigma or insoluble problem. And mystery is, on the contrary, something that is revealed for our understanding, but which we never understand exhaustively because it leads into the depth or the unknown of God. The eyes are closed, but they are also opened. Thanks for being with us. I pray that the peace of our great Lord be with you. And may you share in this peace with everyone you meet. you find out more at LuminousParish.com. You're welcome to be with us each and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. in downtown Franklin. <laughs>